everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Pause Podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm running the show today. We are on day 27 of our 30-day journey in the story and the narrative of Exodus. Um, and just a reminder, the pause is created for you to carve out space, to pay attention to your soul. So today we're going to zoom in um, and pick up the narrative in chapter 35. Um, Mari is going to start off by reading just three verses in the NIV version. So this is 35, one through three. Moses assembled the whole Israelite community and said to them, these are the things the Lord has commanded you to do. For six days, work is to be done, but the seventh day shall be your holy day, a day of Sabbath rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it is to be put to death. Do not light a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath day. So, I know we've talked about the Sabbath, um, that it's so critical to the way of life for Israelites and for us. It's critical to wholeness, to a life of freedom. Um, you mentioned hot rod. It's don't, don't forget to rest. Before you do anything, before you build and gather materials for the tabernacle, don't forget to rest. Um, we rest before we do. Our energy and activity comes out of our rest, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of my favorite views and perspectives on Sabbath, I'd love to share some thoughts, is from one of my very favorite pastors, Eugene Peterson. And one of the best books I read last year, and I think in my life, was a book called Working the Angles, um, which is a book about pastoral integrity, mm-hmm. um, really the essentials on what it means to live integrously as a pastor. Uh, these three actions shape everything, especially for a pastor, and these three angles give life to give shape to the life and direction of a pastor. It's like what we do when no one's watching. Um, the three angles he talks about are prayer, scripture, and spiritual direction. So um, his views and writings have helped shape the way I've thought about Sabbath and lived it. Um, I don't think if I don't know if I'd given much thought to it besides like it being rest. Um, and I know it was a biblical mandate, but I don't know if I didn't like any research on it until I read this book. But Peterson opened up my eyes and the new possibility of what Sabbath is meant to be. Um, so I just wanted to share some thoughts. And this is like going to be basically a book report. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as part of the prayer Sabbath, um, Peterson talks extensively about Sabbath, which is interesting that it's part of kind of the prayer um, like section of the book. Um, But Peterson talks about the demands of pastoral ministry. Uh, Busyness is a very real thing. It's Mm -hmm. real for all of us. Um, And it threatens to destroy our souls and our ministries. And Peterson writes that we are called as pastors to be companions for people, which Mm -hmm. I love. Um, that it often exceeds our capacity to manage. It actually always does. And so we need a strategy for the dilemma. And that's probably the same for parenting or like any any yeah. place where you are. Um, well, it's like people never stop being people. Yes. So if your job is people right, or like a parent, if you take mm-hmm. care of people, then mm-hmm. you never stop working. Yeah. And I love like, and we even, I talked about it too when I talked about intercessory prayer, like it feels overwhelming a lot. And yeah. so we have to be able to manage manage that or we're going to be overrun. And so Sabbath is critical. And so Peterson says the strategy is Sabbath. Um, So first, I love what he says. Sabbath is not just a day off. So Mm -hmm. I think I always was like, I'm going to take a day off. Yeah. And that's Sabbath. Um, And he says, he urges us to define Sabbath biblically, not culturally. So there's purpose to it. Um, It's what we would call like wasting time. Um, It's a rhythm, he said. It's It's a kindness and I love this too, because I think I can fall into this. Like if you can't take a Sabbath, you're taking yourself too seriously. That's what he says. <laughs> yes. And I love that because I'm like, yeah, you're right. I can, you know, chill out for a minute. Uh, Eugene. Um, 
So I want to say like, um, I want to kind of unpack something he writes about the Sabbath rhythm. And he said, there's a Sabbath rhythm that's created in the account of Genesis okay. that we participate in on a daily basis. So typically we think of Sabbath as, as weekly, but he yeah. said there's a daily Sabbath. Um, and this is the biblical context for understanding Sabbath. And so in the book of Genesis and the creation account, um, it, it says that there was evening and there was morning one day. And there was evening and there was morning one day. And there was evening and morning one day. It kind of repeats that. Mm-hmm. And so this is the way the Hebrews understood day, and it's very different from our American understanding of day. So the order is evening and then morning, not morning, then evening. And so day was the basic unit of God's creative work, and evening is the beginning of that day. And so here's what's really cool, and like I'm still kind of trying to wrap my brain around it because it's really neat, is so this Hebrew evening-morning sequence conditions us to a rhythm of grace. And so we go to sleep at night, and the work continues so the work doesn't stop when we sleep. That sounds kind of obvious, but God begins his work and we wake up and we are called to participate in God's creative action. And so I go to sleep to get out of the way for a while and I wake up and enter into a world like I didn't make. And so we participate oh, yeah, in a daily rhythm of Sabbath. So every day, like going to sleep is a Sabbath rhythm, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and I never viewed it that way. And I think when he was writing like, the work continues. God is active and you're going to sleep and you're resting and then you're waking up and then taking back, continuing you're and part of it. You're not waking up and starting, you're waking yes. up and joining. And joining. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And I had never seen that. And I love how he kind of attached that um, to the Genesis, like the creation account and mm-hmm. we wake up and we participate. And it, I was like, oh yeah, that's really cool. We don't yeah. wake up and like, let's get going, you know, yeah. and hey, we wake up. Um, and so every day there's a daily rhythm of Sabbath. Um, and then this becomes a larger weekly rhythm, which is the rhythm of the seventh day, which is what we typically kind of practice. Um, so that's like the idea of rhythm. Um, I like that better than like discipline. I don't know. Rhythm makes it feel like it's kind of a part of your life um, and like a breathing in and out. It's like, this is your rhythm. It feels natural. Whereas yes. discipline feels like something you would have to yep. force. Yep. Um, okay, secondly, Patterson or Patterson Peterson unpacks two essential Sabbath elements, which I love, and I've never heard this before. Um, and I think I talked about this in season one, but he talks about play and prayer. And so he says we both do both in tandem during Sabbath, and it becomes playful prayer and prayerful play. Aww. Do you love that? I do. So wondrous. So when he says play, um, means like music and dancing and adventure, nature, delight, abandon, joy. He says these things are, that's Sabbath. That's communion with the Lord. Um, and so prayerful play is like worship and movement. Counting play is worship. Mm. Um, like a wiffle ball game or riding a bike, like these things are, that's play and that's worship. Um, and then prayerful play is joyful communion um, with the Lord. And so I talk about this all the time, but like just laying down and binging Netflix is not Sabbath. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay to do that. Like hear me say that. Um, it's okay, but it's not Sabbath. Um, but running and and laughing and playing and being in nature, that's Sabbath. Mm. Um, so I love that, the idea of prayerful play and playful prayer. Um, so, and I love this quote too. Um, it it reminds me to kind of not take myself so seriously or like it reminds me of the critical nature of Sabbath. Um, He's saying pastors here, but I think we can say people. 
Um, so pastors or people who keep a weekly Sabbath know full well the ruined state of the world. Yes. Mm. But they play and pray anyway, not because they are heartlessly selfish or giddy, but because they are convinced that these practices are God's will, not only for them, but also for the battered world. Mm. There is a devil-may-care recklessness that sets the day aside for praying and playing despite compelling pressure to do something pastoral and then discovers that playing and praying was the most practical thing of all to do. Mm. I love that. Um, And he says, it's not complex. Just select a day and quit your work. And it's not a day that proves its worth or justifies itself. Just select a day and quit your work. Mm. And I love, I think he describes that him and his wife they take Mondays and they go on like a hike and a walk and they have a picnic together, Cute. but they don't interact or with each other. It's like together alone time Okay, as far as like interact, like talking. And so it's their time with the Lord and they spend time together and, um, and then they hike and walk back. Um, so it's like several hours and he's like, this is what I do. You don't have to do this. Um, this is what I do. And so I love that Sabbath. And I also read Mudhouse Sabbath. Have you read that book? No. Oh, I mean, really I've heard good. of it, but. Yeah. So it's about Jewish um, practices and principles um, and the things that they practice and how like they're kind of you talked about with ceremonies, like how important um, their ceremonies are um, and the things that they practice, how important they are and how we could learn a lot from that. Anyway, but she talks a lot about Sabbath and how Sabbath is is worship and there's an intentionality there. So um, those are just a few thoughts that really helped kind of make Sabbath more holistic and bigger. Yeah. Well, but while making it bigger, making it less intimidating or like made it more inviting. Yeah, you know I agree. I mean? Yeah. So, especially the concept of play, I feel like that's really inviting. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, let's unpack like, what do you think? And this is into the first question um, like prayerful play and playful prayer. Um, what does that feel like to you? Like, how do you play? Mm-hmm. What does prayer look like for you? I mean, I feel like for once, I'm like, oh, I know. I know that. I yeah. feel like it's just having kids. That's like one of the, the one of the most wonderful benefits of spending time with kids, whether they're your own or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just comes so naturally to kids. Yes. Yep. They they're always playing, and it's the way that they communicate, um, and it's the way that they learn. It's yeah. just like their main mode of interaction with the world. Yeah. Um, and so if you spend enough time with a kid, you're like, oh, this is like a much easier way to relieve my stress. This is mm. a much easier way to spend time with someone and get to know them. Yes. It's like, you know, coloring with them or yeah. dancing with them or like pretending with them or building with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, it's so much simpler than we think. Yeah. Are you able to be present in the moment or are you just like, I'm parenting right now? Or are you able to be like, no, this is a good pause for me? Um, that's something that Drew and I, um, talk about a lot and work at a lot because it is so easy, especially on a quote unquote work day when we're Mm -hmm. not Sabbathing to be like, my time would be better spent making the money to buy you these toys than to sit here and play with you. So it's tough to not be like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh and kind of phone it in and then, okay, I got to go back to work now. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've both tried to be better at like, if we're going to be there, we're going to be there. Um, and if we're not like, we're honest with our kids, like, Oh, I, I really can't right now. Um, but I'll be back at seven and then we'll set a timer for 20 minutes and we'll do whatever you want for 20 minutes. Mm. Um, so pick, pick three different games you want to play and we'll, we'll decide the best one. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I would like, you have said, like, we would probably say Drew 
is a person that plays as Sabbath. Would we say that? Yeah. And it's interesting. Um, we've both learned a lot about Sabbath over the past few years. Um, be, I think that, I don't know if it's just the way that we were raised or just assumptions that we made. Um, Sabbath was pretty, um, we had a pretty narrow understanding of it, that mm-hmm. it is like, don't work, um, don't do chores. Yep. Like, be quiet and bored almost. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and he is someone who he his tank is filled through play. Yes. Um. So yep. Drew's in a basketball league, and they play on Sundays. And for a while, he was like, "I don't know if I should do this." But then we, once we yes. talked about it, we're like, "That is, is the so most Sabbathy thing <laughs> you could do that you specifically could do." Maybe yes. there's another person mm-hmm. where that would work against them, but for him. It brings him so much joy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's moving yeah. his body. He's celebrating, you know, his abilities, his physicality in a way that like brings him joy and bring like he's he's able to worship God by being like, look yes. what I can do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's yeah. really important to him. Um, but good. so it's been stuff like that where we sort of had to scoot our parameters on what Sabbath is out. The more we learn about it, and the more that we're like, oh, this is actually yes, um, it's enjoyable. It's more playful than yes. we ever would have imagined. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Like the board. Yeah, we yeah, were like, like so, this is boring. I would yeah. rather go back to work. Yeah, exactly. But then it's become more like, yeah, no, let's go get donuts and yeah, yeah, eat them, eat them at the park. Yes, and, you know yeah. I mean? There's like, a joy attached to it. Anytime I'm outside. Um, on my Sabbath, that feels very much like play. Like yeah. I grab a blanket and sit at the park. That feels very much like a Sabbath. Um, so how can you begin to live a Sabbath rhythm by embodying these in your life? Do you feel like you're in a good spot or? I think we're we're getting better. Yeah. Um, I think setting boundaries, we talked about yeah, boundaries in a good. different episode, is important. Um it's, it's easy as a parent to feel like if I say yes to this, I'm going to be sucked into it for the next four hours, like especially yeah. with play with your kids. So we've even ha- learned how to set boundaries with our kids for our Sabbath to be Sabbath and not mm. to be like a 12-hour play session that completely exhausts and depletes us where mm. we're like, that's not right. Um, that's not actually life-giving to me to build yeah. with blocks for four hours. Yeah, yeah. For a little while it is because yeah. I'm present and I'm spending time with this kid that I love. But yeah. um, so to set parameters on that has been life-giving yeah. too. Do you feel, this is like a separate question, I was just thinking like that the tension of that quote, this is something I always live in, the tension of the quote that I read from Peterson of like, we live in a really battered world yeah. that needs our attention and there's work to be done. There's urgency. Um, and I feel that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll sacrifice rest um, because I'm like, we've got to keep going. Yeah. And so do you live in that tension or is that kind of just me as like a... I think some of that is you stuff. Yeah. I think some of it is your job. Totally. Um, it's a lot more present to you than it is yeah. for me. Um, I'm aware of the brokenness in my small immediate family and sure. the stuff that yep. we can all be pouring into each other. And it feels um, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't take a day off from mm. this certain discipline that we, or like this um, rhythm we're trying to establish with our kids' nap schedule. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but I lost my train of thought. Um, That's good. It. I don't think that it's as um, pressing okay. yeah. for me as yeah. it is for you. But I I mean, I'm aware of certain messiness in my own circle. I think my circle is a little smaller than yours. Sure. In my small circle, yeah. it does feel like, yeah. 
can I really look away from that? Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like we're dropping the ball. But Mm -hmm. the truth that we've learned is that um, when we do look away from it for the Sabbath, that we're that much more equipped and refilled and restored to hit it hard on Monday or whenever the next day is. Yeah. It's like the more crisis I've experienced, whether myself or in work, the more the urgency has shifted to fr- away from problem solving and towards Sabbath. That's, That's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, now I'm talking, I'm like, yeah, I feel like the more crisis hits, I'm like, okay, the solution here is not problem solving. It's like, it's it's pausing. It's it's Sabbath mm-hmm. before I move. Yeah. And I feel like um, you can always, I feel like the mark of a, a wise and seasoned, I guess not even leader, but yeah. um, follower of God yep. is that acknowledgement of Sabbath because yeah. it's an acknowledgement of um, your own lack of control. Mm. I feel like people who are like, there's yeah. so much brokenness, better burn myself out to fix yep. it. It's like, it was never yours yep. to fix. Yes. Whereas the people who are like, there's so much brokenness, I have to Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's acknowledging that the Holy Spirit is in charge of all of it. And that like, yes. we're, we get to join in on that, mm-hmm. which is like such an incredible part of our story, yeah. but that we can only, we'll, we'll be at our best as um, co-creators and as the hands and feet of God if we're Sabbathing. Yes. So to see the value in Sabbath, I think is the mark of someone who yeah. has walked with God long enough to yep. know that like it's never been about yeah. us or our abilities. And that's our responsibility, I think. Yeah. It's our number one thing. The number one thing we contribute is is our relationship with God, right? It's yeah. our character. It's our slowing down. It's mm-hmm. our being with Him. And I think Sabbath is like a recentering. Yeah. It's like coming back to the core before you go back out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. I love that. It is a mark. That's good. And that reminded me of that prayer, um, that prayer book you bought me. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a prayer in there that I like posted and I was like, this is a prayer for ones. Um, but it's like, may the urgency that you feel never um, become anxiety because the world is not yours to save. Mm, yeah. And I love that. The world is not yours to save. Yeah. You can... Rest and not only should you rest, but is essential for you to rest we to do good work. To rest. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, okay, well, let's move into our mindfulness and meditation today, and we're going to pick up with another holy noticing exercise. Um, and so, check back at some um, previous episodes. We've kind of covered um, the first. I think we've done the first three of these. Um, and so, it's a book from. It's called Holy Noticing by Charles Stone. And it's a five-part practice of this holistic um, idea of mindfulness that it affects really every part of our beings. Um, and we become more full and whole and integrated when we pause. Um, and so there's five practices. And so we are going to take one of those today. Um, and today we are going to practice the T of breathe, um, which is observe and submit your thoughts. And this practice helps you become more aware of your unhealthy thoughts instead of succumbing to them and helps you become more prone to think true and wholesome ones so we can see our thoughts more clearly and we can avoid thinking traps. So before we begin, take a minute to get comfortable. Be kind and gracious to yourself as you settle in. Begin with long, slow breaths. Let's meditate on the anchor verses for today. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. 
We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Lord, I submit my thoughts to you right now. Help me sort through which thoughts are true and correct and which are not. Help me be with my thoughts without adding commentary to them. As thoughts rise up in your mind, try to reframe troublesome ones such as, I am anxious, to a decentered thought such as, I'm having feelings of anxiety, which provokes less anxiety. By labeling thoughts in this way, you're adding some distance between them and their effect on you. Other phrases could be, I'm having memories of, I'm having feelings that, I'm having thoughts about, I'm having bodily sensations of, and so on. Try to simply name your thought without adding commentary. Be descriptive, not evaluative. Imagine you are on a mountain and you are observing the weather. You are secure in the Lord on the mountain and your difficult thoughts are like the weather. View these thoughts as passing storms. And as these thoughts arise and pass into your view, even good ones, be present with them. Lord, I submit this thought to you. And this one. And this one. Help me be present with these thoughts. Thank you that I am not my thoughts. I am as secure as this mountain. You are my rock, my fortress, my strength, my truth. Lord, help me live out the reality of having the mind of Christ. I want to think thoughts that honor you. I submit my thinking to you.
Thanks for joining us today. If you're looking for show notes to follow up on any references we may have shared, you can find those in the episode description or by going to our website at www.thepausepodcast.com, where you can also find links to our social media, along with a handy guide to subscribing or leaving a review. Thanks for listening.